0: Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And Help me welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Again, we're so glad that you're here. We had a tremendous first service, and um, uh, like I say, that does you absolutely no good, and so this is our service, and let's really make this one count, amen? Well, we're in our third week in a series entitled Frequency, uh, about hearing God's voice above the noise, and the uh, first thing I really want to drive home with every one of us is that you, God still speaks, and you can hear, Okay. And so often, maybe you didn't know you could hear or you, you have this view of yourself that God would never speak to me or, or maybe you've been taught uh, contrary to this. We're going to look in the Bible and see it really, really clear and show you today some ways that God does speak to us. And I'm so glad that he does. And I believe that will mean more to you by the time we finish today. You can hear God because you're his child. You can hear God because he calls you friend. You can hear God because he calls you sheep could I get a good bet this morning? All right. He calls you his sheep, and he says that his sheep hear his voice. They know his voice, and another voice they will not follow. And so we do well to get into the Scripture. I believe God is leading us uh, in this series, and he does speak. And when I talk about speak, not necessarily audible, okay, But it's an inward hearing, and there's numerous ways that he does that, and again, we're going to look at those today. Let's look in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 in the New International Version. It says, whether you, say that's me, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. And then look with me in Psalm 32 verse 8, and this is in the New Living Translation, the Lord says, so we should listen to that, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So God speaks into our life, not just out of a relationship, but for the sake of direction, direction. And um, we would do well to get his direction. I'm kind of directionally challenged uh, my wife, you can spin her around, and she knows that's Northwest. You, know, she, she's good at all that. But in life, um, we really need to know direction: what to do, when to move. How you know? And by by move, I'm saying when to act, and and so forth. God has a vantage point that we do not have. His thoughts and ways are higher than our thoughts and ways. Can I get an amen on that this morning? God can see things that you can't see. God knows things that you. Do not know. And you and I could never see or know these things unless He speaks them, unless He reveals them to us in some way. And there's so many, so many things about everyday decisions that we make that we would do well to get God's direction for our life. It's important that we want Him to speak to us, okay? It's also important that we get the label off that it's somehow you have to be weird for God to speak to you. Um, We've been talking a little bit about that. You don't have to be weird, you just have to be His his child, and desire to hear from the Lord. Uh, As we saw last week, the Lord tends to speak to those who want to hear from him. Anybody here that wants to hear from the Lord? And I hope the rest of you catch on as we go along this morning. (laughs) We're learning to lean in, lean in and to listen, because typically God speaks in a still, small voice in one form or another. And so no matter how he would choose to speak to you, it's important that we kind of posture ourselves as if we're, we're trying to hear the whisper of God. I believe today's going to help all of us um, as we move along on this as well. Sometimes it is just a nudge, a leading, a whisper, and still small voice. And we're going to have to get quiet if we're going to, if we're going to hear, hear the Lord. The Lord, and get this, he's not going to compete. He's not going to contend to be heard. And so we're going to have to slow it down and turn it down. And be still so that we can really hear from God. Because we, me, you, we desperately need his direction uh, in our lives. Amen? Amen. Now, as I said, sometimes it's just a nudge. It's a leading. It's a prompting. um, Seems like a thought almost. And if we don't know what's going on, we're either going to miss it or we're going to dismiss the fact that God is, in in fact, speaking to us and, and trying to lead us in this. So here's the ways that we learn how he speaks to us, first of all, would be instruction, instruction. So that's part of what we're doing today. We're going to look clearly out of Scripture, some ways that God speaks to us. We'll get instruction on that. Secondly, would be relationship. The more that you know someone, you know what they meant by that. You know that look on their face or whatever it would be. And then and then, thirdly, through experience. Um, you You come to know, hey, I could hear better now because I've kind of experience this and so it's through instruction through relationship and through experience um growing up when i was just a little guy you know elementary school age i can remember the neighborhood we lived in and um it was that golden time of the day where my mom made me do homework as soon as i got home and do homework and then you could go play and then normally they'd call you back in for dinner or supper as we called it and so um you would eat, and then you had that little bit of time, like I said, kind of a golden time where you could go and play. And in my neighborhood, you could actually play in the street a little bit, or you're playing at your buddy's house or yard or whatever. And my mom would say, "When I call you, you come in," because it would be getting darker. And it's like, "No, no," because it's getting darker. You still want to play? Anybody, anybody with me? Do you remember this? Okay, this is back before iPads. Okay. And so we'd be playing, and my mom said, when I call you, come home. And so my mom pretty much would call for me like this, Timmy. Note the tone, okay? Timmy. And my buddy would go, your mom's calling you. He'd go, I know. <laughs> Keep playing. Timmy. Get mercy on round two also. Your mom's call- I know, we're not done. Play a little bit more. I knew when. I knew the edge. So the next one would be, Timmy. And if I didn't respond to that one, the next one was like this, Timmy. Kind of, kind of like that. And then I knew, don't go home. <laughs> Can I stay at your house, buddy? You know? But we kind of, we kind of learn. We, we learn through instruction. Come when I call you. Through relationship. Tell by the tone and then by experience. And God certainly communicates with us in in some very beautiful, powerful ways. Let's look at a few ways that he speaks to us. I'm going to go through these rapidly. And then there's four that we're going to really uh, drill down into today. The first one would be the circumstances. Um, Jonah comes to mind. Next one, counsel. The book of Proverbs talks a lot about godly counsel. Peace. We'll be talking about that especially next week. People. We'll touch on that a little bit today. Dreams and visions. Let me stop on this one just for a moment. I've recently read a number of articles uh, in the Mid-E- Middle East of um, Muslim people who have never heard of Jesus that would have a dream or a vision of Jesus. And then later see one of the Jesus films or uh, actually get invited to an open air meeting or whatever and hear about Jesus and go, that, that's the guy that was in my dream. And uh, numerous, numerous, numerous of them have given their lives to Jesus. And so that's a beautiful way, an unusual way that God would even speak uh, to someone. Go ahead. Thoughts. Sometimes we dismiss those thoughts. We're going to kind of clear that up a little next week. Natural manifestation, supernatural manifestation. Next one. The Bible. Go figure. Still small voice. We've been talking a lot about that. And then, because he's God, any way he wants to, okay? Any way that he wants to. But there are four ways in particular uh, that for the most part God is going to speak to us. And we want to take some time to look at these this morning. First, God speaks to us through his word. Everybody say through his word. Look with me in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, English Standard Version. All scripture. Everybody say all scripture. all scripture. All scripture is, and I love the way this is worded, breathed out by God. In some translations say inspired of God. It is. But this, this uh, is probably one of the most scholarly translations that we have. And it's breathed out by God. So it really speaks to me of God speaking. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Verse 17 that the man, the woman, the person of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So the Bible, everybody say the Bible the Bible, we also refer to it as God's Word. And if it's God's Word, it is God speaking to us. And we need to learn more and more how to use the Bible, God's Word, as a tool through which God can speak to us. Look with me, if you will, in Psalm 119, verse 97. David writes, Oh, how I love your law. Now, don't let law throw you off here. There's there's about 14 different words in the Old Testament that they'll use that essentially just means God's Word, okay? So, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Look in verse two, uh, 102. I have not departed from your judgments. Watch this carefully. For you yourself have taught me. So he's saying that when I'm in your Word, it's you yourself teaching me. I, I put it this way. Don't just read the Bible. Let the Bible speak to you. Don't just read it, let it speak to you, and realize as you learn from God's Word, God speaking to you, you yourself, as God himself is actually teaching us uh, through his Word. And then in verse 104, through your precepts, again, another word for his Word, through your precepts, I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way, because it makes it clear to you. And verse 105, your words, your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Notice he said, it's your word. It's your word that lights up my path. It's not a voice. It's not a presence. It's not a feeling. It's not goosebumps. It's your word that lights up my path. So I know the direction. I know the pace. I know what to avoid and so forth. And so God's word helps us. It's God speaking to us. One of the things I have taught and taught and taught and taught and practice is this. Daily exposure to and intake of God's word. Do you hear that? Daily exposure to and intake of God's word. Here's some of the benefits of that. You learn. It builds your faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It feeds your spirit. It renews your mind. It conditions and tunes your spirit and your soul so you can hear God better. Um, In God's word, we find his promises. That's what we hang our hope on. For every problem, there is what? A promise. For every problem, there is a promise. And then as we just read, his word is a light. It's a lamp and a light into our path. So one of the ways, one of the main ways that God speaks to us is through his word. So guess what? If you're not in his word, you're missing. You're missing some things. Second way that God speaks to us, there it is already, through his people. Say that with me. Through his people. Through godly friends, through your spouse, not always, but through your spouse. <laughs> Had to throw that disclaimer in there so people aren't fighting. And then, and then through godly leaders and godly people in your life. Hear this carefully. You need people in your life who can speak into your life. You need people in your life who can speak into your life. However, there are some people who don't have a place to speak into your life, okay? Some people kind of intrude into a person's life and they really don't have that that place. Um, I have watched over the years some real goofy things happen where someone will come up to somebody and say, the Lord told me to tell you. And just because they don't know enough on their own that, well, God could tell me, they go ahead and do what that person said and, and many a shipwreck. And so we want to make sure that we're hearing God. And there are numerous ways that he speaks to us. One of the ways is through other people. But you want to be careful. You want to run your antenna up and you want to be discerning. When somebody, well, the Lord told me to tell you. And, and you'll know. It'll start to register right away. If you have any doubt at all, put it on what we call the shelf. Just kind of put it on the shelf. And you don't have to argue with folks. And you don't have to say, you're really weird. And I need you to back away. Okay? No, not, you, you can just be kind in it all, but sometimes uh, as you walk away from that situation, you'll know because, listen, it will register with your heart. It, it will confirm something God is already kind of speaking to you. And if you've been slow to hear, it will, it, will, it will ring on the inside if you know. But I really, it is rare, 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 and rare that God is going to use a stranger to, to come and to speak into your life. But you need people in your life that can speak into your life. Can you say amen on that this morning? Um, you need prophetic friends. Not pathetic. <laughs> prophetic. Not weird. I, I really bristle at the idea that anything that God does has to make somebody weird. There's so many people that get turned off to the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit because they see other people claiming that and acting weird. Can I fill you in on something? The Holy Spirit does not make people weird. Those people would be weird no matter what they did, okay? (laughs) So it's not God making someone weird. And if God speaks something through someone to someone else, it doesn't have to be some weird encounter. Uh, it may have originated with God, but it took the, the wrong and woolly path to get to you. And so God is careful about he will, who he will use to speak into your life. You should be careful as well. If it is prophetic, so to speak, and let me just bring clarity to that word. It just means divinely inspired. Divinely inspired. And In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 says that any word that is prophetic will be edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification strengthens you. uh, Exhortation encourages you. And comfort, it will console you. And so those words will be used. God will use trusted people into your life to cheer you up, to cheer you on, to stir you up, to encourage you, to challenge you, to caution you even at times. And... It's it's wonderful in the family of God that as you share with one another, sometimes you're not even aware that God is using you to speak into somebody else's life. Just in the normal course of life where you're encouraging one another and spending time together, it's amazing the things that you might would say that, that, that really encourages and brings strength and help and builds up somebody. Amen? Listen to this. Encouragement is not just nice talk. Encouragement is actually supernatural. Did you hear that? Now, let's uh, look at this in Psalm, uh, excuse me, Proverbs 27, verse 9 in the Amplified Bible. Oil and perfume rejoice the heart. So does the sweetness of a friend's counsel that comes from the heart. So God speaks to us through his word. God speaks to us through his people. And the third way we'll look at today is God speaks to us through his church. Everybody say that, through his church. God speaks to us through his church. In particular today, I want to look at one of the main functions of a church gathering, and that is the preaching and teaching of God's word. Uh, look with me, if you would, and note the, the strength of these words here. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, again in the New International. In the presence of God, notice how strong this is. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, it's pretty heavy, I give you this charge. Look at verse 2. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. The preaching and teaching of God's Word is one of the main ways that God speaks into our life. Now, if you can help me to do this today, this is not about me, okay? I'm standing in a role that God put me in. I am no better than anyone else. No one is better than anyone else. Y'all got that? There's a creative order that God has. And it's just like, all right, the team takes the field. One guy's the quarterback and one one guy's the blocker and, you know, whatever their roles would be. No one is better than anyone else. But when we stand in our roles, God can do a a beautiful thing. So as I talk about my role a little bit this morning, this is not about me, okay? I'm able to separate that out. I hope that you will too. This is certainly not self-serving today. But God speaks to his people through the preaching and teaching of his word. It is vital for us. In in Acts chapter 6, we see in the early church, the church is is just burgeoning. It's just growing and uh, miracles, signs and wonders are happening and uh, just growing in every way. And needs arise and problems arise and, and there's new endeavors and initiatives that need to take place. And the leader said this though, we cannot neglect prayer and the ministry of the word. We cannot, we'll get some other people to take care of this and to take care of this, but we cannot give up the ministry of the Word. In the same way, we feel that this is one of the main and vital functions when we come together is the preaching and teaching of God's Word. It's happening all over this building today. We're piping this out every way that we know how because this is one of the ways that God speaks into our lives. My life has been changed over and over and over and over, helped over and over and over and over by someone preaching and teaching the Word of God to me. And so when we gather together like this, God does something. Now, when we gather together, here at Meadowbrook, we have two things to do, okay? There's essentially two things. Lift up and listen up. Say it with me. Lift up and listen up. Now, there's a lot of ancillary things that go along with that, like be nice in the parking lot. (laughs) Things like that. You know, there are a number of things that we are just part of our life together as we come and go. But... The main things that we have are we we lift up, praise and worship, and we listen up. And and in both ways, we encounter God and we're able to better hear from God. Now, in Malachi chapter 2, verse 7, it says, For the lips of a priest, in the Old Testament Hebrew, this means an, an official, a leader, a minister, a messenger. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve or contain knowledge because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty and people seek instruction from his mouth. Now, again, I don't want to make this self-serving at all, but here's what happens. God speaks through a messenger and people come and they're looking for instruction from the words of the messenger. So I think it's important for us to understand God is going to speak to us when we come together for the preaching and teaching of God's Word. Then in 1 Corinthians, we find that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of preaching to make himself known and to make his wisdom known to his people. So God will take the foolishness of somebody standing up here and preparing and trying to hear from God... and and preparing and praying and living right and then bringing God's word to God's people. And so God has chosen the Foolishness of preaching, but God has chosen that as a way that He wants to speak to His people. And we take it very seriously here. We take it very seriously. We're aware that eternities are in the balance. Families could be helped or not helped. Individuals could get answers or not get answers. This must be handled right. God's word must be handled right. God's people must be treated right. It has to happen that way. It's life changing, it's life giving. It's life-saving, and so it's very, very important. And it's amazing what God will do, way beyond even what happens just right here. I I mean, I talk to people virtually every week. I'll have a guy pull me aside and go, did my wife call the church? (laughs) Or a lady say, did my husband tell you about such and such? Or do you have our house electronically bugged? You know what? No one knows those things except the Spirit of God. God knows. And 10 people can hear the same sermon. And and you know what? They'll they'll get the bulk of the sermon, but they'll also get something uniquely for them. And that's part of the miracle of God speaking to us through preaching and teaching of God's Word. Amen? Amen. All right. Everybody happy? All right. Good. Because the next few moments I need to talk to you. (laughs) Our culture has become so... Uh, you'll want to get that phone. Um, Our culture has become so casual, even disrespectful. And we want to make sure that we don't allow that in the church and that we push back on it from in the church. If you and I believe, and we do, that the preaching of teaching of God's word is God speaking to us, that he will use that to speak to us, and I think we need to approach it with greater dignity. I think we need to approach it with much higher esteem than we have. Let me throw a few things at you. First of all, I think it'd be really, really great that you show up on time. Well, we always run 15 minutes late. I've got the cure. Start 15 minutes earlier. Hey, that was God speaking to you right there. On your way... On your way to church, as you're preparing, guard your heart. Prepare your heart. Don't have screaming matches in the car and don't do your bills before you come. And and don't watch the news, you know? Just guard your heart. Why? Because I'm going so God can speak to me through the preaching and teaching of His Word. Amen. Here's some other things turn the ringer off on your phone. It's easy. There's a, there's a little button there. And some of your friends are tech savvy and they can help you. Do that when you pull up or do that when you, when you get here. This is not a house of condemnation, but we're moving things up, y'all. We're moving things up because we want God to, to speak into our lives. Amen. Um, babies. I love babies. We've had five babies. We're out of babies. we got two grandbabies. I want more grandbabies. I try to steal some of your babies. But when we come together like this, we have the most awesome nursery and dream team. And then you say, well, I'm not ready to put them, put them in there yet. We have a parent's room where you can go in there and still be with your little one. And, um, and the service is piped in live right there. It's very comfortable, very classy. As a matter of fact, we're updating and redoing some of that. And you say, well, I'm still not ready to let my little one go. I get it. That's your, that's your baby, okay? That's your baby. I get that. But if baby's real inclined to scream, then maybe you need to sit further back or something. And if baby starts to scream or holler, um, why don't you take care of that then instead of waiting 20 minutes and, you know, and y'all with me? Because we don't want to distract other people. We love the babies though, Okay. And just overall, less movement and less distraction. Well, I have to go to the bathroom a lot. Then the back row is the place for you. <laughs> so, And we've got bathrooms all over this place so that on your way in, you know, you can take care of business. I actually had a lady mention after first service, too. She said, I almost couldn't concentrate today because the, the, somebody around me had sprayed on so much perfume. <laughs> I think it was back in that section. It's still, it's still lingering right there. But, you know, if you forget, did I put it on or not? Just, just count it as you did, okay? I want to smell extra good for Jesus. Jesus is great, okay? He's great. He loves you just like you are. And then when we come, enter into praise and worship. This is not a show, it's not a song service. Enter in, lift up. And, and it amazes you. Well, that's, that's for women and children. Somebody lied to you. Men of God stand, men of God bow, men of God cry, men of God worship a living God. Amen. You'll blow your family away if you just start worshiping God. It's 2017, kids, watch me. But I find the more that you enter in and lift him up, the more your heart will be ready to listen up. And they say one one other thing real quick, too, on on this. Um, Don't skip church. If we believe that through preaching and teaching God's going to speak to us, then don't skip church. I understand on occasion you miss church. But the scripture tells us we need to make this the habit, the pattern of our life. And so much the more as we see the day approaching. And, and then one other thing. I know I already said that. When we, do, when we do an altar call and people are making eternal decisions, you don't have to get anywhere so fast that you've got to leave and disrupt service. You can wait. You can wait just those few moments. Honor a holy work that God is doing in some people's lives. And give it a little bit of time. Amen. You're yelling at us. I didn't even raise my voice. Listen, God speaks to us through the preaching and the teaching of God's word. Make sure that you don't hinder yourself. And even worst case, make sure you don't hinder any any others from hearing God's word. Amen? Amen? All right, let's move on quickly. God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his people. He speaks to us through his church. And there it is already. God speaks to us through his spirit. Everybody say that. Through his spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Say, that's me. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. One of the ways that God speaks to us is through his spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, the children of God are led by the spirit of God. So he's leading us. He's speaking to us. One, one way it's been described is an inward witness The nudgings, the promptings that usually we're able to somehow articulate, I feel like God is leading me to do this. I feel like God is nudging me to do this. I feel like God is speaking this to my heart. Sometimes to me it's almost like an electric thought. He leads, he guides, he teaches, he reminds us. Have you ever had God remind you of something before? Um, Here's one of my favorite ways that, that he'll do this. He'll show you something that you don't know where it's at. How many of you have ever lost keys before? How many of you are worried right now, where are my keys? Okay, okay. And so often I've watched with friends. I've watched with family even. You know, it's like uh, keys, keys, keys. Guess what? Just because you don't know where it is doesn't mean that he doesn't know where it is. Amen? And sometimes we God. it's gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. Like gravity has let go and it's just gone because it's out of your sight. And I've had God help me find keys before, find important papers before, find a place before. And here's the coolest one. A number of years ago, we were playing, what's that called, cornhole out in the yard. And then hours later, I realized my wedding ring was gone. Now, I can't wear my wedding ring now. My hand is still recovering, and and it doesn't fit on there yet. Um, I'm going to draw one on. But uh, (laughs) looking this good with no ring, you know, I got, I'm just, I'm just teasing. All right, back to my story. We're playing cornhole in the backyard. we got some family and friends over. Hours later, I realized my ring is gone. My ring is gone. And I said, Lord, where is my ring? And I, I'm, I'm not kidding you for half a second. I felt the Lord say, go out. He told me where to go. And I just kind of went out, took a little flashlight. First try, first try. And there it is. And so one of the ways that he leads <laughs> us is by his spirit. Amen. Now, here's a number, here's a number of of uh, words that he would speak to us. First of all is assurance, assurance, words of assurance. Words like this, if you'll listen for them, I love you, stay at peace, don't panic, hush. <laughs> this will be okay, you're not alone, you're mine. How about this one? I saw this day, God speaks words of assurance to us. God also speaks words of admonition. Admonition. Words of admonition are caution, warning, correction. Sometimes, if you'll listen, God will give you stop, don't, don't go, don't look, let it go, let them go. Or I read of a story this lady is raising two young toddlers two little girls, the house that she grew up in, it was just natural. It was just protocol to just yell, to have angry rants and just yell. She grew up that way. She continued to do that in her marriage and in raising her girls. She's a believer though. And one day she's cooking dinner and her girls are playing in the pantry and they're stacking some cans and they spilt some oil and some other things. And she felt it rise up in her. She was about to let it go again, just an angry tirade and just yell. And all of a sudden, she felt on the inside the voice of God say to her, stop yelling. Just handle your girls and stop yelling now. And she said she was broken from yelling from that day on. Listen to what he would say to you. Sometimes we have some habits that if we'll just listen up, God will say, I need you to cut that out, you know, for your sake and for those around you. Amen. Amen. And third, God speaks to us through his spirit, words of action. Um, go, stop, start, call them, text them, stop by and see them, pray for them. God speaks words of action that I shared with you last week, how he called us to come to Ocala and start this church almost 28 years ago. I read of a pastor. He was, he had some important meetings. He's running late. He barely kissed his wife on the way out. He got in the car, threw his stuff in, throws it in reverse. And all of a sudden he heard very sharply in his spirit, stop right now. Stop and he just stopped he's still in drive but, or in reverse he's got his foot just planted on the brake it's like stop what 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 he just felt the alarm of the spirit he stopped and he's just looking and all of a sudden as he peered up in his rearview mirror this is before backup cameras in his rearview mirror a little 3 year old blonde headed boy is riding by on a tricycle just right behind him just ever so slow so close to him he said i couldn't even see the bike just could see the little blonde head just just going by And in that moment, something horrible could have happened that the Spirit of God gave him words of action. One other story real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap up this morning. A story I know well. There's a pastor, and he was having special meetings at his church coming up, and he thought, I'm going to go and invite people in the neighborhoods. And uh, he went into this trailer park, and he invited several people, and then he was, okay, I've got to go now. And as he was leaving, driving up a hill out of that trailer park, the Spirit of God just spoke to his heart, stop, back up, and go invite them. And he did. And he stopped, and he backed up, and he pulled into that driveway. He knocked on the door. A little 12-year-old boy answered the door, and he said, your parents home? And he said, yeah. And be, before he knew it, then mom was there, and brother and sister, two dogs, and stepdad were there. And he said, we're just having some meetings at our church coming up, and I just wanted to invite you and see if you would, if you would come. And The stepdad said, Preacher, we'll be there. The family went to those meetings, and within the next two weeks, that entire family had given their life to the Lord. And that 12-year-old boy was me. I'm so glad the Spirit of God spoke to him. You have no idea what will happen as God would speak to you to do something or to not do it. Make sure that you follow through. Thank God that he speaks to us through his word, through his people, through preaching and teaching, and through his spirit. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at O'Cala.